Hey, it's Heike Yates, and thanks for joining me today. If you are a new listener, welcome. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any episodes coming your way. Today's topic is something I get asked a lot about, and that's motivation. Have you tried for the umpteenth time to lose weight or start an exercise program only to find out that you just can't stick with it? You figure you're not cut out for any program or approach and give up. Although you know you need and want to be in better shape, perhaps drop a few pounds and definitely get more energy. After all, you want to chase after the grandkids if you have any. Or for me, you may be like me that you love to travel and once COVID is under control, we're out there traveling again. And we want to be in shape and strong and fit to do those trips. So each time you start out with an exercise program or a weight loss program and you give it your best each time and each time you give up, then you beat yourself up because everyone around you seems to be able to get the job done and you're not sure what you can do to reach the goals you set for yourselves. You started out being super motivated, but then somehow it seems to disappear into thin air and you wonder, why can't I stay motivated to lose weight and exercise? And before we dive in, I want to let you know about my Spark Fitness membership. You start out with three free classes and get the little boost to be motivated to stay strong, healthy in midlife. Find out more about HeikeEats.com and grab the link in the show notes. And if you are on Clubhouse, join me at Heike Yates. So let's dive into today's episode. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength to lead a vibrant life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of women over 50 around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and sustainable so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring women who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Today's topic is something that I have been asked over and over in my 30 years as a fitness coach. And my clients always tell me, Heike, you're so motivated when it comes to eating healthy and exercise. You seem to exercise all the time. And so I have to stop them in their tracks and go, wait a minute. I'm just like you. I have my ups and downs. I'm not always motivated to bang out another workout. 
or stick exactly to my healthy diet that I always eat. I want to have some ice cream at times, or I just want to, you know, binge on a Netflix show, put my feet up and eat my favorite ice cream. But I know if I continue to stay motivated to keep my weight in check and to continue to exercise, for me, I just get way more energy and I feel happier after a run where I leave all the stress behind. I just feel really good. And I was breathing deeply and I just ran off all the junk and gunk that it's there that I don't want. And I also love the feeling of feeling strong and lean. And, and I know it's perhaps a cliche that a lot of people say, but I like to look cute in a dress and look at my dress, me and myself in my dress and say, girl, you're doing a good job with your exercise program. Keep going. And so we're diving into the four motivation traps that hold us back to stay motivated. And the hands down number one trap is the willpower trap. We're telling ourselves, or we have been told, if I just had enough willpower, I would not eat that chocolate bar. I would exercise every day. And especially our brain tells us this over and over. And bottom line, guys, you're not your brain. And willpower is definitely not the answer when it comes to your motivation. So let's use junk food as an example today in our willpower trap. You say, if I had more willpower or enough willpower, I would not eat junk food. The problem starts already because when you look at your cupboards, your house or your fridge or wherever you store your food, is filled with junk food and you buy it because it's just a habit that you do. You grab the chocolate, the chips, whatever your cravings are, and you just put them in the shopping cart and they go home with you. And then you put them in their respective storage spaces. And then when you have a craving and you're like, oh yeah, chocolate bar, you open the cupboard and you're like, yeah, there is my favorite chocolate. And if you've been listening to me, you know, I love Kinder Chocolate. And that's a Kinder Chocolate that comes in little bars with dark chocolate on the outside and white chocolate on the inside. As a German, I was raised with Kinder Chocolate. And if I see it, I'm going to eat the whole darn bar. No stopping me now. So if you have junk food at home, there's no way you're going to say, ha, chocolate will stay in there. I'm not going to eat you. So what I want you to do is do what I love to call the tour de pantry or the tour de cupboard. And don't ditch all the junk food that you've bought, but divide it into food groups of, or colored groups so you know which are the red foods, the green foods, and the maybe foods. So let's start out with the red ones that you can't eat because you're allergic, it's unhealthy for you. And they're just not good for a healthy lifestyle, for your goals to lean out, to perhaps lose weight. So they go in the junk food category and they need to go. That means 
you donate them. Don't throw it away. I hate, hate, hate to throw food away because there's so many people who need food, even junk food. Donate it or give it to a friend who says, yes, I'll totally take it, but get it out of your house. And when you do your weekly shopping, don't buy them again. You just don't go on your shopping list. So if you wanted to eat them, you actually had to go out and buy them. So you have to make a special trip. So no more junk food in your house. Then we have the orange foods that you can eat once in a while. And you only buy a few specific items or treats. So if you say, and I know I said ditch them all, if you say, man, I really, really need my chips with lunch. That's an American thing. In Germany, you don't eat chips with lunch, but that's okay. We all are different. Um, get maybe one bag of chips that you can eat and get healthy chips. Get the baked chips, not the fried ones. Get the small one, not the big, large mama bag. So these are the orange foods that you can eat on occasions. And then you have your green foods. These are the eat any time food. And you can buy as many as you need at a time. And that brings us back to food waste. Buy only as much as you need. And that means you have to create a meal plan. So the beginning of the week or the end of the week, whenever you do your shopping and now in COVID, we go out, we in our household, we go out every other, so every two weeks. And that's where I really need to plan ahead because I may end up with sweet potatoes and nothing else because I didn't plan right. So pick the meals that you want to eat or prepare for the week. Be realistic. If you're a single person, you need a lot less food than if you're two people or a family. Be realistic about how much you eat and what you're going to cook. And then create a shopping list. And with that shopping list, you go and get your green foods. And there are the healthy fats, the lean proteins, the healthy fats, all the good stuff that I always talk about that are on your plate. And these foods are anytime foods. So if you might have a craving for something salty, let's say, you could potentially eat pickles. Yeah, I love pickles, but, or olives, if you have a hunkering for something salty. So plan ahead because all the willpower in the world is not going to stop you to eat the junk food that is in your fridge or wherever it is if you really want it for whatever reason you crave it at that moment. Number two is the right program trap. So let's switch gear to exercise because my examples you can apply to either or. But since we talked about nutrition already, let's talk about exercise. Here is the right program trap. You say, if I just had the right program, it's not the program, it's the choice you make in the programs you choose or the type of exercises you choose. So you start out and you pick a program, a exercise program, or let's use running because you know, I'm a runner. You start out running and you know it hurt. 
It was painful. If you've never run before, you hated it. You didn't enjoy it. And it was all around not something that you would probably do again. Well, then push it aside and try something different. Pick something that you enjoy. You know when you're starting out and you've been sedentary or you haven't done much and you've been home with COVID and you're like, okay, it's time to fight that COVID belly gain. It's tough to get started. You're sweating, you're huffing and puffing and you're adding something new to your lifestyle. So you want to make sure that it's something that you can enjoy and you as always take baby steps because change is hard and starting something new is hard and staying consistent with it is the goal that we have, but it takes time with those baby steps to reach those goals where you're like, yeah, this is good. And it takes too long to see results is oftentimes what I hear. I did it for a week hike and I still don't like running and my butt's still not perky and my abs are not tight. I think that's not working for me. Well, you can look at it from two views. You could say, well, if you sort of like being, if you kind of sort of like being outside, start running. I'm sorry, start walking before you start running. So that you get yourself used to being outside, enjoying the outdoors, and then you get a little bit fitter each time. So don't ditch things right away because they didn't work. It's just not right for me. Find a way of uh, paring it down or bringing it down to its smallest denominator, like walking. You go for a walk instead of a run. And then after maybe a week, you maybe shuffle. Or maybe you start running one block and then walk the next block. So there's so many ways how you can adapt and adjust to a new program, but you gotta giving it, give it a good time that you're not throwing the towel just after a week. Now, if it's an exercise that your, your friend likes and you don't, well, Okay, pick something different, but Google and say, hey, maybe I want to do a Zumba class. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me what it is. It matters to me what you get out of it. So stick with it. See what you can change about it and notice the changes that you see when you stick consistently to a program and not keep switching the program because once again, it didn't work because You know, programs are not magic. Some programs work for one person, doesn't work for another. Some eating new strategies work for one person, but don't work for the other. We're so different in our lifestyles and our preferences that there is no magic bullet of, yeah, this is going to work 100%. You got to give it a fair shot. And when you think in the same realm of this. And if you say, okay, if I had more willpower, so that goes the willpower thing again, I would exercise every day. So you have no idea what to do and you feel overwhelmed by how much you should do. 
And let's use our exercise program again, because that's something I hear a lot. And I wanted to bring the willpower idea back into this. So again, take inventory of the exercise programs you might like. Pick one, Pilates, yoga, I don't care. Pick one, just get started. If you had something that you saw that just interested you, go pick it. And you don't have to do it every day. You can start with baby steps and you say, okay, what's the easiest way I can start this program? You may sign up for a class or you may join my Spark Fitness program and pick the beginning exercises out until you feel more comfortable. And also always start small. I know it sounds really silly sometimes, but five minutes a day can be a lot for somebody that's never exercised, that's just getting back into exercise. You're not continuing to stay fit on and on. And science shows us that about six weeks into being inactive physically, you see the first decline in strength and cardiovascular fitness. So that's when it's really noticeable. Before, you could kind of go, all right, I'm fine. I'm, I'm looking at my biceps, they're good. My butt's not too flabby. But you notice after six weeks is when you definitely notice that you are needing to work a little harder. So pick the program you like. Start with baby steps. Build habits by maybe doing the program three times a week. Do five minutes three times a week. Totally doable. This way you build up endurance and consistency because you can always build up on those baby steps. And I always teach that when somebody says, well, five minutes a day, will you see some big changes? No, probably not. But if you're doing 50 minutes every day, you feel overwhelmed, you feel beaten to the pulp, you're hating it, and you're just not enjoying it, you're not going to stick with it, and you're not going to see results, and you're not going to stay consistent to create a sustainable exercise or nutrition program going forward as we're aging. And when you start out, whatever it is, get minimal equipment. Don't fall into the buy a lot of stuff trap to do exercises. Let's use exercise. Stay minimal. Maybe if you want to start out running or walking, at least have a good pair of shoes. If you want to start Pilates, have a good Pilates mat. Or if you don't want to invest into a Pilates mat, I always say get a big towel and put it on a carpet. It will not be as um, stable, but it definitely will work for you to get started. So, but be prepared. Yeah, go into it and say, all right, what is the best outcome for me to be successful? And also get a good support team. You know, talk to the people around you and tell them, what your plan is, and maybe they join you. And that brings me to number three and four. Number three is the comparison trap. Oh my goodness, how often have I heard that? If I was just more like my friend, you're not your friend. 
your body is very different from that of your friends. Your body has very different needs. You're different height. You have a different metabolism. You have a different body shape. You have different preferences. Um, you have a different lifestyle. So you are not your friend. Stop comparing, comparing yourself to others. Your friends, the people on Instagram, the influencer that you follow who looks so amazing and she started out somewhere too. She didn't start out looking like this. So when you look back at that journey, she had her ups and downs just like we have. And the other one I see or hear is to, I started this exercise program because my friend's doing it because I thought it would be really great if we go together, but the program is not for me. And you don't want to leave because you don't want to let your friend down. But on the other hand, you got to look out for yourself. Be a little selfish. Say, okay, what do I need? When do I need it? What can I do with what I have right now? And we're going back to find what motivates you. If you love to cook, or you at least find cooking interesting. And like from my experience, I cooked for my children for years. Well, yeah, since they're little started eating till they left my house when they are in their uh, 18 and they go to college and all that. And I cooked big family style dinners. And then when they left, it was just me. And I literally didn't know what to cook. It's funny, right? You take care of somebody for so long and you make these big meals and then you're just you. So I did, and I think I've never shared that anywhere. I ended up eating grilled chicken and a big salad every day for lunch. I'm sorry, for dinner. For lunch, I have my turkey sandwich. And then for dinner, I had a big salad with grilled chicken every friggin' day. I just couldn't think of anything else to cook and to make. And I was like, I don't want to cook, cook for my kids. Don't want to do that again. Then I met my husband and you may have heard the story that he is the chef or was the chef until COVID um, or until he got a new job and then COVID took over. But he took over and he cooked all these elaborate meals. And I was like, wow, I was totally impressed because there were so many ingredients and all this stuff. So that I said, all right, you take over the kitchen. I sit on the other side of the aisle and I'll just drink my wine. But then he got a job outside of house and I couldn't wait for him to come home at seven o'clock and then start cooking. So I said, all right, what can I do? I need something simple. I need something basic. And I started making recipes from my favorite chef, the minimalist baker. So she's, you can find her at Minimalist Baker. And I started because her recipes for the most part are simple with few ingredients and taste so delicious. So I found a way to not compare myself to what I did before, what my husband did, but I found my own way of cooking. And that same goes for exercise. Do the same thing with an exercise uh, program and also be realistic in what you can achieve. Yeah, what your friend's results are is maybe not what your result is. Her butt may be getting super perky while yours stays the same, or she's losing a lot of weight doing the same thing. Don't compare yourself. Look at yourself. 
who you are, be proud of who you are, and the little steps and the little success that you rake in one by one and stick to what you like. But be adventurous, you know? Check out something different and give it at least a try. And maybe you could solicit the support of a friend that you admire, that can help you, but you don't compare yourself. That is warming, supportive, and is there for you if you're getting stuck or just need a little bit of motivation in what you're doing right now. And number four, the blame trap. My husband and family and friends keep sabotaging my efforts. Oh my God, OMG. I don't know how many times I have heard the women I'm working with or have worked with tell me that. It almost seems that our loved ones don't want us to move on. They don't want us to change. That's for sure. People like us to be the way we are without any change, without any difference. They like the day-to-day sameness because it is safe. But we need to break out of this mold and say, I do what's good for me. Yes, I'm going to be selfish. And I need to get these people on board. So whoever these people are that are sabotaging your efforts, talk to the people. Tell them about your goals and ask them to support you. Ask them or tell them how important this goal is for you. And perhaps they will join in with you, but talk to them so they know if you feel comfortable. It could be that you're not comfortable and you'd rather want to be quiet about it and just go silently about it. But think about that we do better usually when we have the support of somebody. And if you can't get the support from your family and your friends, find different friends. I don't say find a different family. Family issues or families are different, but at least you can help get help from your family that is maybe not quite as gung-ho about supporting you to compromise on certain things. Like when you get to the uh, grocery store and usually you get the ginormous, I don't know how many gallons that is. I still don't know what gallons is, but the biggest tub of ice cream, full fat with all the whistles and bells. You say, hey, listen, let's get maybe two or three of the smaller versions of that ice cream. Or maybe say, hey, you know what? Let's not buy this item on the shop, on our list. Like this would be one of the red foods or orange foods if it's occasionally. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Help them, ask them to help you out with ideas of how they feel they can support you by also keeping tempted food out of sight. How hard is it when you're sitting with somebody at lunch, just to use the the lunch example with the chips at lunch, and somebody sits there with a big bag of chips and you are like craving those chips. And you you sit there and you go, no, I'm not gonna eat those chips. I'm not gonna eat those chips. But then you just give in because 
we know willpower is not the answer. So keep tempting foods out of sight. So when you have lunch with somebody, say, you know what? Can you please not eat the foods in front of me? I just can't stop myself because I know I crave those foods. You could also, when it comes to exercise, ask your family and friends to join you and say, hey, come on, why don't we all do it together? We've been sitting around here in COVID, gaining our COVID bellies and we're semi-depressed and, and really feel stuck at home. So if we do something together, wouldn't that be awesome? We all go outside. We all are happier when we come back. And even if we don't talk the entire time, we just keep doing something together as a community. And if that doesn't work, maybe you want to join a walking group. Yep. You go on your Zoom, you find your friends that you're Zooming with, and you're like, all right, we're going to wear masks. We're going to keep the six feet distance. And I see this all the time in my neighborhood. And you go for a walk and you have somebody that helps you get out of that blame trap. But you know what? You're not powerless when it comes to staying motivated, despite the willpower trap, the not the right program trap, the comparison trap and the blame trap. You, when it comes to staying motivated and losing weight, I have five ways, ways that you can motivate yourself to lose weight and exercise. And number one is the biggest one of all of them. And that's called change talk. Now, what does that mean? Usually when we're talking about weight loss, getting in shape, there's always a negative feel about it because it's hard. It takes a while. You're sweating, which you may not like. You have to plan it in. It's going to take time to see results. And it definitely at some point it will suck. So it's not that in most cases you go out and it will be glorious and you will love it. And you're just getting the results almost instantly. Nah, that's not. So we need to change the conversation. We need to talk about our experience positively, that you are eating healthy, that you enjoy the foods that are, you are on your plate. You're like, dang, I love, what did I make last night? I made fennel. Oh, I have, I have fallen in love with fresh, fresh fennel sliced and just sauteed with some avocado oil, little salt and pepper. One of my favorite foods right now, vegetables. So think about that you're, you are, instead of saying, oh, I don't like broccoli, pick a vegetable you like. Enjoy what you're eating. Enjoy the part, like I said earlier, you going out to exercise. It's like, man, the sun's shining, the wind's blowing, I get my gloves on, and I see something new in my neighborhood as I'm out exercising. So maybe start out, list all the things that you feel negative about when it comes to nutrition and exercise, weight loss and, and exercise, starting to exercise. And then you start a list of the things that you could change into. Let's say, I hate broccoli, but I love fennel. Ha, good one, right? So start, I hate 
running, but I love bicycling. So I want you to start doing that list for yourself, either on Google Docs, on your phone, I don't know, wherever, write it down. And number two, pick a plan that fits into your lifestyle with lofty goals it's bound to find a snag start with baby steps always go back to the smallest amount if you don't have the desire or the time to cook a big meal find something easy because you know what steaming vegetables or grilling vegetables and throwing a piece of salmon on the grill is cooking and that may fit into your lifestyle so bring it down to the least threatening denominator so that you don't feel overwhelmed and give up and number three is anticipate roadblocks roadblocks are there whether you plant your bestest plan and you said i got it all laid out i got it all ready to go and it will all go smooth sailing no, usually doesn't. You either um, have somebody that's not supporting you or that you may end up not having the right shoes for your walk and run or your day is turned upside down and the time you have planned for your exercise is gone. Poof, right? Meetings have been scheduled and it's gone. So anticipate roadblocks and think of, let's use the um, schedule of the exercise in your scheduler and suddenly you have all these meetings you see that it was all moved around but by the end of the day take just five minutes and stretch or breathe do some breathing exercises or just go for a walk around the block it doesn't have to be anything fancy if you missed your workout because tomorrow is another day and tomorrow you can do better we don't want you to be perfect i definitely don't want you to be perfect but i want you to be consistent and i want you to be proud of your achievements and they take consistency and they take time and number four is don't be afraid to ask for help women tend to be more likely to ask for help than men from my experience i may be wrong but that's my experience so don't be afraid to ask for help if you're stuck ask a friend hire a trainer go to somebody that you trust that will give you the right answer ask me you know if you follow me on social media please ask me if you have a question just go hey Heike, dm me on instagram uh, tag me somewhere and say, hey, you know what? I really want to know about this. What do you think of that? And I always have an answer with 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. I've learned so much and I continue to learn and I'd be more than happy to share that wealth of knowledge with you because I want you to be successful in losing weight and continuing to exercise. And number four, five, is set up SMART goals. I always love that word SMART. So what does SMART stand for? It stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound goals. So 
A smart example might be, I will run or bike for 30 minutes, five days a week. So you're specific with what you're going to do. You know how long it is and you know that you can do 30 minutes. It's a realistic goal because you know you can do it. And you have five days of when you're going to do it. Or I will eat three servings of vegetables every day this week. Specific, it's measurable because you're eating three servings each day for the entire week. Or it could be also, I will have one scoop of ice cream on Sunday. That's your, your smart goal. Not every day, you're specific. You have one scoop, it's ice cream, and you know you can wait till Sunday, eat it on Sunday, and it's a realistic goal as far as, instead of saying, I'm gonna get a tub of ice cream and I eat it this weekend. That would not be a smart goal. So think about your smart goals of what they mean to you and your lifestyle. You know, uh, for other ideas on how to measure your progress, check out my podcast titled Five Ways to Measure Your Fitness Progress. You will find a whole bunch of ideas there to support your SMART goals. And when it comes to motivation, also ask yourself, where is joy in other parts of my life? You know, if you, again, if you've been following me, you know I have a cup that is titled Bring the Joy. And I use that cup on days where I want to put a smile on my face. So I get that cup and then I'm like, yep, bring the joy. When it comes to motivation in other parts of your life, how does that motivation compare to the desire to lose weight and exercise? And my example would be if you love to knit or read. And you could do it all the time. You love it so much and you're like, yes. Knitting, that's my thing. I knitting socks and scarves and all, or you read. And I'm like, I can't wait for the next book to read. Then ask yourself, <clears throat> what do you love about reading? What makes it so special? What does reading mean to you? Meaning, why is it important to you? Why does it bring joy, that specific activity. And finally, can you transfer some of the motivation that you have for that specific, in reading in this case, to losing weight and exercising? It may not be a clear translation over, but there may be some things that are similar that you say, you know what? I love to read because it makes me feel good. It makes me relaxed. Exercise can do that for you. If uh, reading brings you joy because you're seeing other things, you are exposed to a different style of life or a different storyline. When you go outside or when you Zoom with a friend to do a class, you see something different. You're inspired. So think about that a little bit. Gaining clarity on what motivates you can help you be really realistic about the choices you make when it comes to your weight loss and your exercise program. You know what? 
Being and staying motivated to lose weight and exercise is important to long-term health. You know that. If you decide to take a few days off, it's definitely not the end of the world. But you have to get back to it where you left off. Remember the six-week example. If you let it drag on for longer, you will notice the difference. And make the changes you, you didn't like in your first attempt. If you didn't like the running and you say, ah, no, running not for me, go back to that and say, all right, why didn't I like it? What are the traps that I fell into? What are the five things that uh, I, five ways that I can talk to myself differently about why it didn't work? Remember the five ways were change talk, pick a plan if it's your lifestyle, anticipate roadblocks, don't be afraid to ask for help, and set up smart goals. So think or remember to give yourself flexibility and celebrate the little success along the way. So if you're struggling with the answer to what motivates you, getting clarity, then dig a little bit deeper. Motivation doesn't come from an external force, like I could make you motivated or wave a magic wand and it all happens. No, it comes from within you. What you really want and how important it is to you and your health is what will make the difference in your life, but specifically today in losing weight and staying motivated to continue your exercise journey. So I'm here to help with any strategies and action steps you need help with to stay motivated, to lose weight and keep exercising. So please reach out to me at Heike Yates on Instagram and Facebook, Pursue Your Spark Heike Yates. And I'm here for you. I'm here to root for you. I'm your biggest cheerleader when it comes to eating healthy and exercising on a consistent and sustainable way. So with that, my friends, I am out of here. I loved having you here and I hope to see you next week on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. With that, have an awesome day. Ciao.